Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Ah, uh, guess what's here? The Numb and Dumb shirt. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait to get my Numb and Dumb shirt. If you want one too, go to burberbird.com and click the shop tab and get yourself a Numb and Dumb shirt and let's pour a glass of wine, watch some Numb 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 TV, and Dumb 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 it up. Today's episode is just me and Kathy. Just me and Kathy. We're talking about our graduates and their um, impending college start and what we're worried about for them for starting college and and kind of what what's going on and what we're going to do when we're empty nesters and what's Kathy going to do when both her kids are gone. And it's a good conversation. So I hope you enjoy um, this chat I had with Kathy. Thank you so much for your emails. Thank you for your um your comments. Um, thank you for your suggestions for book club books. Just keep them all coming. I really, I really enjoy hearing from everybody. So yeah. Anyway, hope you enjoy this conversation I have with Kathy. I thought it was a really good one and I hope you like it too. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. Uh, you know, she partied last night. She did. She slept over. Uh-huh. I said, did you get hammered? She said, nope. And I believe her because she sounds really clear this morning. I said, did anybody else get hammered? She went, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, really? She said, somebody got so hammered they fell in the pool. And I went, okay. She said it was really fun, though. So, you know. All right. That's good. I have a hard time with this. Um, it was very clear last night that alcohol was going to be provided for the people, for the kids uh, at this party. Yeah. It was very clear. Yes. And you're like, I don't want to be that parent who's like, no way. Right. You know what's going to happen. Yes. So you have to go, well, at least they're safe. The parents are staying home. They're not leaving. Uh-huh. They're, they're going to drink and party. The parents have three kids. They've done this for every kid. Every year when they graduate, they have a big blowout. Yeah. And you just kind of have to go use your best judgment. Yeah. I mean, before we left, because the par- the parents were there and allowed to stay until like eight. And then after that, the parents had to leave. And Got the it. Kids stayed after. Yeah. And uh, when we left, uh, Bert said to Georgia, you're under the weather. Yeah. You had a really bad fever just this morning. So, p- 
pace yourself. Like be here, be at the party, have fun. Yeah. But remember, you're not well. Like you, you have a really nasty cold. She tested negative for COVID. So she's got that whatever's going around. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and he was like, we're cool with you being here. Just take care of yourself. And I said to her, I know what's happening here at this party. I I am full. I cannot sign off on it. Yeah. But I know what's happening. So just be responsible. Make sure you eat enough. If you're going to participate, Mm -hmm. make sure you have a full tummy. And she was like, oh, I've already had uh, two tacos, a poke bowl, guacamole and chips, cookies. I was like, okay. That's really all I can ask is that you pace yourself because you're sick. Make sure you have a full tummy. And she said, and if I start feeling bad, I'm just going to go to bed. I was like, okay. So I think she did okay. She sounded good this morning. Good. She sounded better. She actually didn't sound as sick as yesterday. Oh, that's good. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard, isn't it? It's really hard. When you know those parties are happening and they're there Mm -hmm. and you're like. Yeah. I have to allow this on some level. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. But I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I don't really approve. But, you know, in three months, he's going to be out of my house. Like, he's going to make these choices whether I'm there or not. So mm-hmm. we're just going to put as much bubble wrap around I know, as right? possible and hope that it it's okay. that Bert, he makes the right choice. You but know, Bert asked a good question, which was, do we let them make the mistake here? Do we let them get hammered to the point where they vomit and they are like mm-hmm. just ridiculously fucked up and have a terrible hangover so that, that they're here so that we can help them because you know what's going to happen in college. Right. So if they, so as much as we say in our household, it is illegal for you to drink. So I cannot say, sure, let's, let's all drink together. I can't right. do that but I'm not an idiot. Yeah. And I know you're doing it. So it's kind of, and I did it too. I mean, I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm telling you, I did it too. Right. But as a parent, you're supposed, I can't just say, yes, you can break the law. I'm, I'm ethically not okay with that. So I just have to tell her we're turning a blind eye. We know we're turning a blind eye, but we're not approving, but it is a good question. Bert asked, you Mm -hmm. know, do you let them make the mistakes? With yeah. us, not with us, but while no, they're, right, right. while they're home and yeah. they have the extra support. Yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah, think about I don't, that? I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one because what I've realized is I feel a little bit more out of depth because I feel like these parties are not just involving alcohol. And mm-hmm. that's the stuff that scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of conversations with not only Max, but like a couple of his senior friends and the stuff I was like, are you guys insane? Mm. Like, uh, first of all, why would any child ever at the age of 17, 18 do Coke? I don't get it. Like I don't. And why is that happening at a high school party? Mm -hmm. And for the love of God, with the amount of fentanyl being like laced with everything, like Mm -hmm. you have, you cannot ever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's, you have to promise me we'll never, ever, ever. I can't even. Yeah. It scares the crap out of me. Me too. And the idea that like at 17, they're, it's happening in front of them. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I don't know. I haven't heard much about hard drugs or street drugs. Those vaping. 
Yeah. But that's not exactly the same. No, it's definitely not. But um, I know there were two parties that he went to right after graduation, both of which I heard of Coke at both. And I was wow. like, what the hell? Is Coke coming back? I don't know. I don't know if it's the whole like. <laughs> he's he's creeping in. Yeah. Um, like. I don't know, like it's a wealthy drug where there's like a lot of kids who have access to a lot of things that they probably shouldn't have access mm. to. Um, I don't know if it's that. I don't I don't know. Hmm. But it scares the crap out of me. Yeah, it scares me too. We've had a lot of conversations with uh, both our girls about street drugs versus mm-hmm. non-street drugs and prescription drugs and what they do to yeah. your body and how they affect addiction and and the fentanyl thing, I guess... Sandy's daughter's high school sent a notification out that said um, fentanyl had been found in uh, some street drugs in our community and to just stay away from them. Yeah. Um, So we told Georgia that it was in ecstasy and cocaine. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you just do not take anything. So it's bad when alcohol is the good choice. Right. Yes. That's the scary thing, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Where you're like, I'd rather you just, you know, get drunk. Me too. Which. If we have to I'd choose do, one. Yes. Stay away from the street drugs, man. It's yeah. really scary. It is scary. Really so, scary. Yeah. I don't know if it's just more easily accessible. I don't know what the deal is, but I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Either. I never did Coke. I don't know much about it. I know that mm. my dad scared me to death because he was like, think about cocaine is. <laughs> You sit in a circle and you pass it. And I like you really do that. People don't sit in a circle. What is it? A powwow? It's a cocaine powwow. Doesn't matter. It worked, right? You sit in a circle and you pass it. And then you may be fine. The first couple times it goes around the circle, you may be fine. And then all of a sudden you're addicted and you just, all you can think about is that thing coming to you. And I was like, I will not be doing that. Right. That is terrifying. I can't do that. Yeah. So I never did. But... I'm so hyper. I can't imagine me on <laughs> I talk so fast now that no imagine? one would be able to understand me. I'd be like, it'd be terrible. I can't imagine me on cocaine. Have yeah. you ever done it? No, I, you know, I'm not a drug person. I, know I don't like, I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't ever use drugs in high school. I drank yeah. twice in high school. No way. Yeah. Well, I drank a lot in high school. No, I was not. I just, that was not the crowd I ran with. I was not cool enough. I was like, I just didn't until, and then I got to college and my first weekend I had a fucking blowout and I vomited and it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I was so sick. Was it good and that it was awful in retrospect? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause yeah. then you went, I will not be doing that again. Yeah. I was like, Oh, no one needs that. Like there's nothing fun about this. There's nothing fun about vomiting. And because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I got so sick. I threw up in, you know, it's, we're in a dorm communal bathroom and I threw up in the sink. Why? I have no idea. Cause I was drunk and didn't know any better. Yeah. And then my neighbor came who was an upperclassman knocked on my door. and was like, you need to clean that shit up. And I was mortified. I could not look her in the eye for like the rest of the year. Like I was so embarrassed. Right. Like to be like that disrespectful to other people, to like everything. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was a very good lesson for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One <laughs> and done. Not, yeah, not entirely one and done. I can't say I was yeah, completely yeah. good <laughs> after that, but uh, I definitely learned the hard way and made a lot of better choices. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. It's good that it, so. all you did was throw up in a sink. There's so many scary It's true. Things, like, yeah. I, it could have been so much worse. Could have been, like, yeah. looking back. And, you know, <laughs> looking back, I'm sure I walked home alone at night at two in the morning. A in, million times. In downtown Worcester, Massachusetts, oh which God. is like the freaking armpit of Massachusetts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, talk about bad choices left yeah, right. right. Like, thank God nothing happened. But yeah, I, other than I, me yeah. throwing up. But alcohol makes you so it makes your judgment so yeah off, right? About yes. people's characters, about about so many things. I I remember getting in cars with people I didn't know because I was ready to leave a party. Uh-huh. And I was like, just take me so and so. I they could have freaking dumped me in a yeah, ditch. Right. And you just kind of I don't know, maybe we were naive. Maybe we Part know of more it now. Was, I, mm. Absolutely. Like I had no idea. My parents didn't drink. I wasn't around alcohol. Like I said, I didn't drink in high school. So I had zero experience. I had no idea. Yeah. That the world's may not be all rainbows. <laughs> well, you know, I was around alcohol growing up. My dad was a big partier. Not, he didn't party with me. He didn't drink much when I was around, uh-huh. but I knew of, and I cleaned up after many, many adult parties. Oh yeah. And there was a lot of booze and a lot of stories told of mattresses coming off beds to become <laughs> wrestling rings, people uh-huh. betting on them and, you know, people climbing on the roof and throwing shit off and, People passing out and writing profanity on their face and, you know, with Sharpies. Like, that's the stuff that I listened to growing up. So, mm-hmm. partying wasn't foreign. Right. But um, getting in the car with a stranger, I think growing up in, well, I grew up in a, in, when I was in Atlanta, uh, I didn't know anybody, you know. So, my mom was always, you know, warned me about strangers and stuff, but. Uh, in Bowden, I knew everybody. So I yeah. just took that recent way of life and moved it to college because I lived in Bowden right before I went to college. Right. So I just get in the, if there was somebody that was in my college, I'd just go, okay, let's go. Where are we going? What are we doing? Perfect. So wonder I didn't get more hurt. Right. Um. Yeah. Let me think back. Yes. So how do you feel now okay. that Max has graduated? Um, I'm feeling better actually. I feel like graduation helped him mature a little bit. Oh yeah. Yes. I actually had a feeling this was going to happen. I think he was very scared and nervous and holding on. And then once graduation actually hit, he was like, oh, okay. I got to figure out this college shit. Cause he was so resistant to like, I mean, he's still resistant. Don't get me wrong. It's like pulling teeth sometimes to like, Sit down. yesterday we had to sit down and like uh do his student ID. Like you have to upload a picture. That's all you have to do. And he's like, Yeah, I've gotten like nine emails. I'm like, Yes, because you haven't done it yet. What is taking like yeah, you upload whatever picture you want. Like you don't even have to go there. Like you just pick it up. And this is your life. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. You cannot eat without this ID. You right. cannot go to bed because you can't get into your dorm. You cannot like go to class. Like you can't live without this ID. Why is this so hard? That's so funny. <sighs> you would think I was like torturing him to upload a picture to get a student ID. I was like, oh my God. So clearly we haven't matured enough. Yeah. But uh, I do think he turned a corner after graduating, which is nice. That's good. Yeah. You feel good it about is good. It. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're getting there. Yeah. It, 
Baby steps. <laughs> baby steps, right? It's all about baby steps. Yeah. I know. Well, we our graduation is super fresh. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to like a couple weeks from now because like, yes, I feel like she's so, she, she was at this party last night. Bert went, is uh, now picking her up right now. And I said, what's your plan today? She's like, oh, I got to sleep. I got another party tonight. I yeah. was like, what? She said, yeah, I got a party tonight and I might have a party tomorrow night. I was like, yeah, the party tomorrow night is called your 18th birthday party. And it's at my <laughs> house. So you can tell whoever's party it is right. to come on over here. Because yeah. I will be having you here for your 18th birthday. Sorry. But that's exactly how Max was. Like it was. And that's why I thought he got sick. Mm-hmm. Because he, the day before graduation, they went out graduation night was graduation, late dinner. And then he went to a party at 11, mm-hmm. slept over, slept all day Friday, went to a party Friday night um, in which he didn't sleep. He came home at six in the morning, having not gone that. to bed, yep. slept on Saturday, had another graduation party on Saturday night. And I was like, I need you home because you have your graduation party Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. He got home at midnight, had his graduation on, party on Sunday and then was out all night, went to the beach, mm-hmm. um, went to a friend's house, stayed up half the night watching Stranger Things, came home finally at 6 p.m. on Monday because I was like, your grandmother's leaving. Like, we have to have a family dinner before I bring her to the airport. And then like at dinner, you could just see the wall hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have like partied for seven days. Like, yeah go to bed. And then he woke up sick. I was like, well, he woke up sick. Mm-hmm. there you go. That's no wonder. So yeah, exactly. I was like, what do you expect? You have been eating garbage. You haven't been sleeping. You've probably been partaking of substances that you're not supposed to, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? For days on end. Yeah. So yeah. Not, so not now a he's mystery. had a week, he's had five days where he's been sick and he's finally like, all right, yeah, I'm good. I'm coming back to life. <laughs> coming back so, to life. But maybe that's a way to learn the lesson too. You cannot party for seven days in a row and expect to function. Yeah, totally. So it's going to be interesting when they go off to college. I think um, now Max worked at a summer camp in mm-hmm. the past. Is he doing that again this year? He is not. No, how come? It's really tricky because the time commitment, you know, as a camp counselor, you need to be there every day, every week. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't have that time this summer. And I'm really conflicted about it because I want him to work. I want him to have the job experience to make some spending cash. But like we have two trips planned. He has two other trips planned with various friend groups. Um, Plus he has an orientation. Plus he leaves early for college. Oh, he does? He does. His classes start August 18th. What? So he's leaving mid-August. Wow. So- he doesn't have a lot of time. He has like Mm. three weeks where he like has a solid five day week. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no camp (laughs) is hiring him for that. And I don't blame them, obviously. Like they need consistency too. But I'm like, you know, you need to do something. Yeah. So we're struggling right now. We're trying to figure out what we can find for him. Hmm. Some sort of like random internship or he's really, I don't know, he's really into cars right now. We have a friend who like has a, like has a bunch of old cars that gets worked on and has a body shop and whatever. So he may just go like observe and do that a few times a week or whatever. Okay. So I don't know. Even that's fine. Like I want him to do something. Yeah. But 
to have some kind of focus. Yeah. And we're trying to get Georgia to go work um, on Bert's tour, uh, uh-huh. work for his tour manager to learn, just to work and learn. To do something. Yeah. 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 Be a Any PA. job. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, actually, we're not trying to. She really wants to do it. But the teenager. <laughs> do you want to work for dad this summer? Yeah, I do. But can I bring a friend? Sure. Uh, what friend would you like to bring so I could talk to their parents? Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah. A couple days later. So have you thought about that friend? Oh, I keep forgetting. I'll ask now. Okay, who'd you ask? Oh, I forgot to ask. <laughs> you're like, uh, uh, you're sending me such mixed messages. I don't yeah. know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So when I, I called her this morning on my way home from Drop Squad and said, what's your plans today? She's got to rest up for this party. And I said, okay, I need answers today. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm past my deadline. Yeah. I got to book flights. I got to make arrangements. Yeah, I need to know if you're working on this tour and if you're bringing a friend, who that friend is. And if you're not, are you coming to the lake house? Are you bringing a friend? Who is that friend? Because yeah. I've got to book flights for people. Yeah. And she's just as like, she's like freaking trying to hold olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. Everywhere. Yeah. It's awful. And you're like, really, how hard is it for you to tell me if you're going to be home for dinner or not? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And by the way, it's 5 p.m. We eat dinner at 7. Like, yeah. you can't commit from two hours from now like seriously yeah yeah they are challenging so what do you think is going to be max's biggest like rude awakening when he is gone from home oh that's a good question um i'm not really sure I'm hoping there won't be a massive rude awakening. I'm hoping that I like drop enough things that everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure, actually. That's a really good question. Um, I think, I don't know. I think that his biggest challenge is going to be um, how does he connect with others? Mm. How does, like he is not good at putting himself out there. Mm. He's great once he's connected, mm-hmm. but that initial is really challenging. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, again, he's being super difficult. Like we have this, his specific major has a specific orientation where it's just those students come and they do this, you know, specific orientation. And yesterday when I was talking to him about it, he's like, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm not. And it was just like completely not happening. It's like, okay, of course it's mandatory, but whatever. We're not going to even go there. So uh, after we finally get this freaking ID thing done, um, I just pull up the webpage and I start reading what's happening. And then like, you could see him start to get excited. He's like, oh, well, that's cool. But like, (laughs) such an asshole. He's like, yeah, okay. Oh, all right. And then I was like, but I need to know, like there are options. Like, first of all, which session do you want to go to? Because we need to book a flight because you're not going close by. Like I need to plan all of this. And this was not something we had originally planned. I didn't know about this until the day before. Um, So like all of this has to happen and it has to happen quickly. Yeah, moving parts. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And he was like, well, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go in July for two days. I was like, okay, that's fine. And we pull up the calendar and it shows you um, 
how many people have registered for each session. And there's an option for out-of-state students to register right before classes start. So it's like basically the start of your like orientation week, welcome week, whatever you call it, that week where they do nothing but be on campus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, absolutely not doing that. And then he sees like how many people from out of state are like, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, asshole. <laughs> like if you just go, we can only go once. Like we can go drop you off. You move into your dorm early before anyone else. You do this orientation and then you do like the general school orientation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So. Well, it seems to me like, you know, I read this. Um, I don't even know where I read it. I read something about a long time ago. There's three types of people. There's yes people. Mm-hmm. There's no people. And then there's no, then yes. Yeah. It seems like from listening to all of this path with college and, mm-hmm. and everything, he's a no, then yes. A oh, thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. And I think I love what that I too. have started to realize, and I forget this in the moment, but what I've started to realize is to ignore the no. Yeah. And just be calm and continue on mm-hmm. like it's going to be a yes. And mm-hmm. then the yes comes and we're good to go. Yeah. Does he know that about himself? Um, I don't know. We oh. do have to have that conversation. I think it's important for him to know that about himself. Yeah, I think it is. But I think it's important for me to point it out because I don't know that he'll realize it on his own. Of course he won't. But. No, because he's in it. I've talked to yeah. Isla about that a good deal. Isla's a no then yes person too. Uh-huh. She seems like a yes person. And she is with certain things. Want to go get ice cream? Yes. Yeah. But that's kind of easy. Right. But with anything kind of hard... Outside your comfort zone? Outside your comfort zone, it is a no. Yeah. And then she'll go, well, wait a minute. And I'm that way. I'm I that do way a too. little bit. Yeah. I am that way. My first thing is, Bert, hey, hey, you want to take a private jet to Austin? No. <laughs> well, you know, that might be fun. You know, that's yeah. the way I do for everything. You yeah. want to go out to dinner tonight? No, I'm too tired. Well, you know, might be nice <laughs> to have a date. Right. I'm always that way. Yeah. But if you know that about yourself, what I've been trying to do is just say the no to myself. Yeah, in your head. And then letting it sit for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I see if it's really a no. Because sometimes it is a no. Right. But I've been trying to get Isla to, to think like that. George is a yes person. Yes, 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 yes. Bert's a yes person. Right. They don't say no to anything hardly ever. But, but yes, I think it's good for them. I, that's what I've been trying to do with Georgia getting her ready for college is to point out who she is to herself mm-hmm. so that, you know, because self-reflection happens over time. Yes. And you, you have to want to self-reflect and some kids don't ever, like some people don't ever yeah. want to self for the whole life. But I feel like if you can just point out a few things, like I said to Georgia, <laughs> this is a stupid one, but she loves to do her laundry. But once that first load gets in the dryer, it's a bus stop. Yeah. It just doesn't move. <laughs> She'll go uh-huh. washer. Then she goes washer to dryer, new in the washer and never comes back. Yeah. And I have to say, when you live in a dorm, when you live in a shared community, you can't do that because you'll come back to the laundry room and your shit will be on the floor. Yeah. And you'll have to wash it all over again. Yep. So as much as you, I love that you're being independent, doing your own laundry, you have to finish it. Right. Same with your dishes. You can't cook a meal 
and not wipe the counter down. I appreciate that you put everything in the sink or the dishwasher. The counter is like sticky and looks like shit. Your roommate's going to kill you. Yeah. You can't do that. You have to start thinking you're like your dad. Bert's good at the beginning and the middle. He's terrible at the finish. Uh Uh-huh. Terrible at it. Yeah. Um, she's the same. She's good at the beginning and the middle, but she cannot, do, last step is going going to be on her timeline. And when you live with other people, you can't do that. that way. I know. No. I've been doing a lot of that with Max too. Have Although you? the funny thing is with the laundry, we discovered the other day, like his laundry is set up to an app and it like reminds you when it's done. He's like, oh, thank God, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank God is right. Because you might never go back to the laundry room. <laughs> you might go back for one pair of pants. Like you'll just That's live funny. out of the laundry room. So she may get lucky. She may have Maybe. it set up to an app. And- Reminder or set a freaking timer. One That's hour. What, That's what I keep saying. Yeah. I'm like, just set a timer on yeah. your phone. Yeah. So you come back because I need to do laundry too. Like you're not the only person in this household yeah. who does laundry. That's, I've said that 1 million times. Today. Yeah, I know. Uh, she was doing her laundry. When was it? I guess Saturday. She was like, I need to do some laundry. I said, okay. So I went back there. You know, she was sick this week, but it's the same every week. It just sits there. Yeah. It'll sit there for a week. I'm like, well, if you quote needed the laundry, you didn't really need it because it's there for <laughs> a week. yes. Would you open the door, get one thing out and close it? Come on. I got hampers everywhere. Just put it in the hamper. Right. And take it upstairs. I don't need you to fold it or do what I do. Yeah, Just right. It's your it. laundry. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you leave it in the hamper. In your room. <laughs> right. Not in my dryer. But I've been trying to drop little things. You know, she sometimes, as much as she's a leader, she sometimes tries on other people's personalities. Mm-hmm. She's always been that way. Or sometimes she'll see somebody behaving in a way that's not authentic to her and she'll try it on. And I try to point that out. I have pointed that out to her. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but if she's feeling disconnected from her own authenticity, Mm -hmm. that might be what's going on is how much am I hanging out with this one person or emulating some of what they're doing. You know, some people are chameleons and they just yeah. pick up on everything everybody else does. It's not a it's not a flaw. It's just something that I think at least for Georgia sometimes gets her disconnected from her authentic self. Mm-hmm. Whereas Isla's the opposite. She says so connected to her authentic self that sometimes she pisses other people off. And you go, "Well, sometimes you got to <laughs> tell your authentic self that it's not your turn." Right. You know, it's someone else's turn. So they have different issues, but I've been saying stuff like that to Georgia too, just to think, you know, when you're off by yourself, I'm not going to be there to observe and go, maybe you're feeling disconnected because you're, you're putting too much of your energy over here. Uh You know, I don't know. I, I was saying this the other day to my dad. I wish we could just give them some of our wisdom. Yes. Just a little bit. Yeah. Some of the lessons we've learned. Um, but that's just not how it works. They have to learn them themselves. Exactly. But yeah. sometimes it's so frustrating, isn't it? Yes, because it'd be so much easier if they just knew. Like, it would make their life easier. It'd make our stress level significantly better, uh-huh. you know? But So connecting with people you think is going to be his I biggest think challenge. I think that is going to be his biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I worry about. And then sometimes, you know, like, I do worry about the adulting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've done a lot for him and his sister. You know, and as much as I tried to step back, 
I probably haven't been the best at that. You know what I mean? Like I could definitely allow them to be more independent and I don't just because it's easier. I don't mind. I enjoy it. I know they're leaving. So I'm like, well, I can do one more load of laundry, mm-hmm. you know, which is stupid. Like he should be doing it himself and he does, but you know, um, but then today actually <clears throat> he went to the doctors, brand new doctor. Um, and it was somewhat fascinating. I think that turning 18 actually made a difference too, because mm-hmm. we get there and, you know, she hands, uh, me that, you know, the big list of forms that you got to fill out, whatever. And he immediately took it and sat down and started filling them out. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't say a word about like, this is what you need to do, whatever. I was just, and then of course he forgot it, but that's okay. I was like, I'm just going to check. He's like, mom, she only said to sign the highlighted part. I was like, Yes, that is true. She did say sign the highlighted part, but the medical history, she's not going to highlight every single thing. You got to fill that yeah, out. Yeah, you got to fill out the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Three pages where they yeah, ask yeah. you every single question under the sun. Yeah. That's actually the important part, yeah, not right. the signature. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, we're getting there. Yeah. So, and he did great. He was really great. Awesome. Um, so like sometimes I feel like there's a little bit of hope, but is he ever going to call the doctor and make an appointment? unlikely. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's things like that, that I worry about a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, will he, will he actually utilize the resources there Mm. that are there for him? Mm -hmm. If he's struggling, will he ask for help? Because he's terrible at that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. Mm. And, you know, everything I've read and heard and uh, have been told, you know, kids are, are more successful, the more connected they are. Mm -hmm. So the more that you are connected to people, the more that you ask for help, the more that you talk to your professors, the more that you use the tutoring sessions or Mm -hmm. the like, you know, uh, writing center or whatever, like office hours, like there's a reason they're there. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you're stupid and you need help. It's, this is how you become successful. And if I, that, if I can impart that to him before he goes, that will be my biggest achievement. That's good. Well, maybe, you know, it's amazing what you learn when you go away. You learn things you don't think you are going to learn. Yeah. Um, And he, you know, he's, he's, he's a really dynamic young man. He's always been very complex. He's Mm -hmm. never been a simple straight shooter. (laughs) Nope. Uh, he, he doesn't really, um, skin the rabbit like anybody else. He yep. always does it his own way. Yep. Always from, yeah. I mean, he gets there, he gets the same yeah. place everybody else is, but it's his own yeah. way. We never go from point A to point B in a straight line. You ever. don't No, you never have. Nope. And, um, so he's probably not going to do college in a straight line either. Yep. And that's okay. If he knows that about himself. Yeah. It's helpful. I think. That is a conversation we have had for several years. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it is fundamentally who he is. Mm -hmm. Like it is. Like he just does not function the way everyone else does. And that's not a negative. No, it's it's just who you are. Yeah, yeah. And you have to understand that. Yeah. So if you know you're going to hit points A, one, two, three, four, and five before we get to B, okay. Just know that those are stops along your way. Yeah. You're still getting to be like everyone else. Totally. But. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. I was never yeah. gone to a straight line either. Yeah. So if you go and she's starting to 
I'm so proud of her this year because she started to really say, hey, can I have more time on my test? Uh-huh. I get more time on my test. Can I have it? Can I take my test in the library? Can someone read this to me? She's starting to say that to mm-hmm. all of her teachers but one this yeah. year. That one teacher that she just had a terrible time with, she wasn't able to really communicate with her the way she was with the rest of the teachers. And I thought that's really good because you need to be able to do that for your whole life. You know, Bert, when we first started dating was bring me a a contract and go, can you read this? I cannot understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I can read the con. Of course I'll read a contract and tell you what it says. Here's cause you don't, do you need to know the hitherto where ends? No, you need to know what it's saying and what it means. That's it. And if you can't, if you're dyslexic and you can't read a legal contract, then there's no shame in saying, I need to know what this says. Can you read it and tell me? Right. And Isla's going to be that way too. She's not going to be able to read some document like that and and really understand what it means. So, so what? Yeah, exactly. That's why there are other people out there. Yeah. That's why there are support systems. Like they're there for a reason. So why wouldn't you use it? No shame in it. And the shame... Isla was always embarrassed to ask yeah, for help. Him too. And I understand. I, 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 I understand why that would be so. Um, that makes total sense to me. But what's, what's the alternative? To just fail? Mm-hmm. To fail because of a simple moment of ego? Right. <laughs> well, I think also, I mean, I know you've done a really good job about this. It's t- like understanding that, or explaining and getting her to realize that like dyslexia is not, um, has nothing to do with intellect, Mm -hmm. right? Like it has to do with the way in which your brain functions, right? If you have a broken arm, you go get it fixed. Mm -hmm. If your brain doesn't function the same way everyone else's does, why wouldn't you get it fixed? You'd wear glasses if you needed to. No one thinks about that. Like, why is this any different? Mm -hmm. And I think that normalizing of like accepting this is not a fault. It's just something different. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess that is one of the good things about living in this bubble that we live in. Mm-hmm. There are so many different people that have different quirks and personalities and whatever. Kids are far more accepting mm-hmm. than they used to be. And I think it's okay, maybe, to say, hey, I do need extra time on this test or whatever. I think it's okay in this environment that she's in now. Yeah, I think that she's in this small private school and she is with other kids who are asking for help. Mm-hmm. And that never happened in public school. No kid said, hey, I get more time on a test. No kid yeah. ever. But she's like, yeah, there's like four people in my one class that all get to go to the library and have a test. Take yeah. a test. And so I think it makes her go, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. This is okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, Georgia's biggest yeah, what what do you rude think? awakening. Hmm. I think she's going to be more homesick than she thinks she is. Uh huh. I think she's going to realize how much she likes our house, our family, our dogs. I think especially over the last several months, she's really taken for granted. And I don't really mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. She really hasn't really thought about, you know, she's, I don't know that she's a homebody, but she's kind of a homebody. Uh-huh. And I don't think she thinks she is. Yeah. I think she thinks she's going to hit the ground running and not, never look back. 
But I, I don't think that's going to be true. I think she's going to be a little homesick. Yeah. Um, she makes friends easily. Not worried about that. Her executive functioning skills are pretty great. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, I think she might get homesick. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Max will definitely be homesick. <laughs> <laughs> He's homesick and he hasn't left yet. <laughs> we, really we, all, so? we all know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's very buddy. much a homebody. Yeah, he is. He homebody. is very much my routine, my safe space, my, I do not like to be out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, he'll have to take his comfy with him. He will. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> Just in case he decides to wash one ever. He'll have another one. Does he still wear those? Yes. He does. That's so yes. funny. Every day. <laughs> Everybody wears them still. Bert came out and won the other day. Isla still wears hers. I I I don't have one, but um, I think I haven't seen Georgia in one in a long time. But yeah, Isla and Bert. Lily pulls hers out every once in a while. Max literally every day. That's so. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) Yep. So he can't take his car, can he? He can. Oh, he can. So this is the we're deciding right now, actually, what to do about that. He does not need it. Yeah. Freshmen do not need it. There's enough access. Like, I think what's going to happen is he's going to go park it in the garage and not touch it until yeah. the end of the semester. Yeah. Um, and they have said that, like, you don't, there's no reason to have a car on right. campus. I think because of the homesickness factor, he needs to know that he can come home whenever he wants. I see. That is his security blanket. Yeah. Yeah. I can drive home and be there. Um. I don't think he's going to use it as much as he thinks he's going to. I think he is. I do think he's going to connect. And I do think he's going to be just fine. He'll be fine. I'm not worried about him at all. He doesn't realize that yet. So I think we're probably going to let him take the car just because it is a security blanket. Like if that's what it requires us buying a parking pass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not ideal. Like I'd rather not have it sitting. Yeah, totally. There, whatever. But I wonder what I don't know what we're gonna do. We haven't. Uh, as it should be, we're not getting any information via email about what should be happening for them. It should go to them. But man, my daughter sucks at checking. Oh my her god, email. he's awful. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Thank God we have another friend who's Tatum is going to the same school, and Tatum uh-huh. will text her and go. Have you filled out the roommate survey? And Georgia's like, don't know what you're talking about. She's like, check your email, Georgia. Check your email. And I'm like, thank God for Tatum. Yeah, right. I'm so glad you're going together because Tatum will just keep her in line. Right. The whole time. Tatum will be like, Georgia, you know there's a mixer on the on the main lawn for new students uh-huh. at noon. And she'll, oh, I'll be there. So I, I feel very out of the loop. I feel, yes. I'm actually starting to feel because, because I was so removed from the application process because of Susie, mm-hmm. the um, counselor. I feel very out of control now because yes. there's no other person handling it with Georgia. Right. It's up to Georgia. And I feel like, now listen, it's up to Georgia and I'm good with that. But with stuff like there's an orientation mm-hmm. that I have to go to as well. Yes. I need to know that so that I can take care of my part of it and, you know, do flights and hotels or whatever we need to do. And I'm not getting that information because she's not looking at her email. And that makes me crazy. I function differently than that. I'm very on top of my stuff. 
And I, I can't not. Yeah. Plan. It's so stressful. Yeah. Right. Um, although I will say we, they did a family orientation, um, mm-hmm. the other day and it was so freaking helpful. Was it like, there were so many things that I was like, Oh my God, that never even occurred to me. I had no idea. Oh my God. What about this? Like this special orientation for engineers, like had no idea that even existed. Right. So they, and actually one of their, uh, philosophies was like, listen, this is a four year transition to adulthood. Mm -hmm. They're not ready to make that yet, even though they're 18. So Mm -hmm. we're going to help guide that process and sort of like ease you guys out of it. I was like, oh, I'm on board with that. Yeah, totally. Like if we can make it through and get all our paperwork in and get everything done. And he's like actually assigned a dorm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It will be good. And then I'm fine with stepping back, but like, he's not ready to take it on yet. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not. And then I don't know. Um, at the brunch on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, Molly told me this like horrible story about this girl who did not fill out her um, housing application on time. Her admission status was rescinded <gasps> because it's mandatory for first year students to be on campus. And cause she didn't fill it out cause she didn't read her email. They took away her. She's now going to community college. I was like, what? What a fucking hard lesson to learn. Like yeah. poor kid. Yeah. They're like, parents are fighting it. They have like a local congressman, like trying to like, uh, yeah, crazy story. What school was that at? You know? I cannot remember. Huh. Uh, it's local though. Somebody huh. here in our community. Wow. And I like, I feel like I know what school it is, but then I'm like, actually, I'm not sure that's what she said. Um, so I don't remember, but huh crazy. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine? And then I was like terrified. I was like, Oh my God. Did you fill out your housing? How do I check his email? Like, What do I need to do? Because you can't get kicked out before you go. (laughs) Well, I've see, I see my charge for the deposit. Uh Uh-huh. So we've at least you've gotten that far, but I know she, you had to fill out the form before you could leave the deposit. So, Oh, got it. So she had to fill out her form and then leave the deposit. And then I asked her about the roommate survey and she goes, yes, of course I did that. Wait, what is it? I'm like, no, that's not, you didn't do it. That's not how that works. You definitely didn't do it. That's not how that works. So check your email. Fine. But I don't yeah. think she's doing it. It yeah. makes me nuts. It is really stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not my business. It's her college. Yeah. I started feeling that way too, like yesterday when she was sick and she wanted to go to this party last night. Mm-hmm. I said, you can't go. You can't go. Right. And she started coming kind of undone. And I thought to myself, she's 18 in two days. Right. I mean, I can't really say that. Right. We've had that discussion a lot lately. Have you? Max will pull the like, but I'm 18. I was like, okay, if you want to go down this road, then you can start paying rent. You can start paying for your car. You can start doing all of this. Like that's not how it works in this household. Yes, you are 18 and we will treat you with respect, but that's going to be reciprocated. Yeah. Like you are still a member of this family and you're going to communicate in this house. And he was like, "Hmm." (laughs) or if you put it that way. uh, Yeah. Right. Okay. Mom, you're so unreasonable. (laughs) Um, He's actually been really great. He hasn't, he hasn't really pulled that, but again, it's also like he's 18. And if he's asking to go to a party, I'm generally not saying no. You know what I mean? Like we haven't had any real huge, things to argue about. Yeah. 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 But I'm like, we, I had that conversation like day 18, (laughs) like the second he turned 18, I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. 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 Like, I understand you're an adult, but 
It's about respect. Yeah. It's and communication. Like yeah. we're still your parents. Yeah. Like it's not all uh, you're completely free and clear at this point. You know, we're still responsible for you mm-hmm. and care about you. So you got to, you know. What does this next phase of parenting look like? I don't know. Like I've started to think about that. Like how weird is it going to be to have one child at home? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And mine is, (laughs) wants to be 18 and thinks she's 18 and is like massively independent already. Yeah. So what is that going to look like? Yeah, I don't know. You know? That and what is your role for the older kid? Yeah. You know, like with Girl Scouts, Mm -hmm. when you got, we had to do a training when they went into middle school. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that training said, now you're an advisor. You're no longer a leader. I feel like that may be where we are here. Yeah. We're no longer a leader or a parent per se. Mm -hmm. We're more an adult with another adult as a mentor slash advisor. Obviously, you always be their parent, but... You know what I mean? The, the, the dynamic changes. Yes. That's actually the orientation I went to was talking about that. And it, they were talking about like a communication plan. Like what are the expectations? Mm. Because you probably have an expectation and your kid may have an expectation and they may not coincide. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? Like, are you checking in with your kid every day? Mm-hmm. Do you just talk to them once a week? Like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, other things like health services, like if your kid gets sick, like, do you even know? Right. If they don't tell you, right. right? Like if they don't sign a consent that allows people to talk to you, then you'll never know. Right. Right. So what does that look like for your family? And, you know, I was like, wow, we have to have all of these sort of conversations that hadn't really occurred to me. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that either. What, how, when will we communicate with you? That seems like a stupid conversation to have, but at the same time, they're right. You may have two very different ideas mm-hmm. on what that is. Same as now when Georgia says, yes. I will be home early. 4.30 p.m. is not early to me. Correct. Yes. But she's, to her, she was like, well, it is early. It's not night. Yeah. But I'm like, we really have to have the conversation of what do you mean by early? Yeah. I guess we do. Yeah. Is early before noon or is early afternoon? Yeah. Um, yeah so I guess... That, and they were talking about like, like not how do you communicate, but like if they're struggling, how does that get communicated? And what does that look like? You know, mm-hmm. will she tell you that she's homesick mm-hmm. or will she just not mm-hmm. share that because she doesn't want to admit it or I don't know, somehow think that you were right in some way or whatever. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of conversations. And you're like, yeah, don't know. Like, don't know. And I don't have eyes on you to know what's really going on. Like, I only, whatever you tell me. It's what you got to take. I Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes your words don't match your expressions, yes. you know, and you can read that as a parent. But when you're not physically seeing them every day, what does that look like? Yeah. So it's going to be an adjustment for all of us. Yeah, I think for all of us. I, I think, think it's going to be hard for Bert. Yeah. It's going to be really hard for Bert, I think. Um I'm okay with it. I, I want her to go off and mm-hmm. and um, and struggle a little bit and yeah. uh, suffer a little bit, even though the suffering obviously is nothing compared to what real suffering is. But right for her to, to fail, maybe mm-hmm. not fail class per se, but fail in some way and figure it out. And 
and to be homesick and to figure it out. Uh And that's this time. I think what I want to impart to Georgia is your 20s are like all new things filled with magic and tragedy Mm -hmm. and difficulty and struggling because your 20s, to me, your 20s is your steepest learning curve because you're learning to adult. You're learning to work, not work a summer job, not scoop ice cream at Baskin Robbins, work. You're learning to craft a career. Mm -hmm. Even if you're starting out as a waitress, figuring out what your other career is, you're starting to craft your life. There's so much hard work that happens in your 20s that we're not, no one prepared me for it. No one sat down and went, let me tell you what this decade's about. But in retrospect, when I look back at my 20s, my whole life today is built on all of those positive and negative experiences. And there were a lot of both. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's one thing I'll I'll have a talk with Georgia about is what that to look at your 20s, to look at this phase of your life as really the building blocks of your whole life. And you're not going to build everything in the four years of college, right? You're going to build everything in the decade in that 20s is really 12 years. Yeah, it's 18, 19 and your whole 20s. Um, when I was in acting school, uh, this teacher said any profession, any profession, medical, plumber, actor, any profession takes 10 years to build. And if it happens before 10 years, it usually doesn't last. Mm -hmm. So if you know, in your brain, it's going to take 10 years to build that, then you can relax and enjoy the journey. And not think when I graduate college, I have to have a six figure job and I have to get married and I have to blah, blah, blah. But if you know that it's a, it's around 10 years to get anything built, then you can maybe just be curious about the building and take it in as it comes and be able to evaluate it in a different way was a really cool and profound thing that she said, Mm -hmm. um, so cause she said it in saying that if you can't see yourself struggling as an actor for 10 years, you should go find something else to do. Right. And uh, and I was like, well, I could totally do that because I loved, at the time, I loved what I was doing. But look what I transitioned into. Yeah. I left acting and went into writing and loved that so much more and then transitioned into something else and then transitioned into something else. But if I had never done those things, I would never be here. Right. You know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I'm going to talk to Georgia about that. And tell yeah, that's that. super smart. Even, you know, I, I talked to Paulina Pinsky about this, about her sobriety. I actually talked to her about this in the driveway after our podcast. Oh, yeah. I know, right? We were talking about her sobriety and she's been sober for what, seven months now, six months, five months, something somewhere uh-huh. along there. And I told her the story that of the 10 year anything takes a decade. So I was like, so really, if you think about sobriety, really, really being strong in your sobriety, taking a decade, you can relax and and not be rushed through this first year. Right. So if you go, it's going to take me 10, I better relax. Yeah. And she was like, that helps me so much. Yeah. To think if this is going to take me 10 years, then, then I just got to, I just got to sit back. And and I'm just a baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and you're going to learn lessons 
And anytime you learn something new, it's really hard. And think about all the things you learn new in your 20s. Yeah. It's everything. Everything. You know? Yeah. They know nothing. They know nothing. Yeah. So. Uh, it's just such a powerful time in their life. Um, I think it's the most important time, in my opinion. Yeah. It really is the most important time. My phone is ringing like crazy. <laughs> dismembered uh no i don't know who that is but oh well i get a lot of spam calls but then after you get like call 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 you think someone you're, is right you're like oh no something's yeah something's happening happening yeah. i try to keep it under my chair so nobody can hear it but i was like this thing's been going off forever i hope nobody's you know <laughs> fell down and can't get up <laughs> Bert Kreischer. <laughs> I can't get up. Come get me. Um, I'm stuck in the polar plunge. <laughs> I know, right? I'm stuck in the polar plunge. I'm drowning. Um, did you feel yeah. that way about your 20s? Well, in hindsight, not during it. Exactly. But like, I don't know that you really realize it when you're in it, in any decade, right? Yeah, true. Like, it's only in hindsight where you're like, oh, yeah, that was absolutely the biggest time of growth, right? It's the first time you live on your own. Yeah. If you have your own apartment or whatever, or mm. even just live off campus. Yeah. You know, um, it's the first time you have a real job. Mm -hmm. It's the first time you may have like two jobs where you have to balance that. And it's the first time where like your friends aren't next door, Uh huh. you know, like your social life changes. Like yeah. you're not living literally next to the people that you hang out with anymore. Mm -hmm. You may be in a totally new city. Like there's a lot of growth that happens during that time. Mm -hmm. So, and this is where they start. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I have an 18 year old. It's I'm actually not old enough. Yeah. I'm not old I enough. Agree. I totally agree. <laughs> You're not old enough either. Nope. <laughs> I don't feel old enough to have an 18 year old. It is mind blowing, right? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't really know how that happened. I don't either. And you know, I have to say, we have been on and off the podcast. We, you and I, and all our friends have been talking about this impending mm -hmm. empty nest situation that's coming up. And I ebb and flow out of feeling good about it. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but part of me goes, oh, there's going to be so much about it that's good. For one, you want your kids to leave. Yes. You want your kids to go out and sow their own oats and move, move out of your nest. You don't want them to stay with you forever, but I'm going to miss them terribly. Yeah. And I'm going to have a void of space where they used to be. And Bert travels so much that I'm going to be by myself. I was just saying to somebody, I think I'm going to start a bridge club. As old lady as that sound, I don't even know what bridge is. I don't even know how to play bridge, but maybe You'll that's learn. why women played bridge back in the day. Everybody fucking left them. Right. And so they had to do something to look forward to something. So Mahjong, I don't know. Um, what's that dice game everybody plays? The ladies play these days. The, these days the ladies play. Yeah, do not know. Bunk Bunko or something? Oh, Bunko? Yeah. I don't know. But I was like, maybe that's, I mean, I got to start setting more things in place. You, it's, it's such an abrupt. It is going to be very strange, right? Like, what do you do with your day? What do you do with do you your day? Know? Like, because now, even though they don't take up so much time, mm -hmm. they take up a lot of time yeah. and space and energy. Like there's still a lot of cooking and stuff that goes on. Mm -hmm. 
like none of that's going to happen anymore. Like it's just going to be very, very interesting. It is going to be interesting. And, you know, you know, Bert and I were talking about we're we're lucky in that we have a an imperfect, perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's imperfect. Yeah. But it works for whatever reason. So in some ways it's perfect. We were on a date last night talking about this. And I, he was like, you know, I think people start breaking up and leaving because they're no longer willing to kind of adjust. Mm-hmm. So when your kids leave, you have to adjust yeah. what you're doing and who you are in the context of this relationship. You're not talking about your kids anymore. You're not talking about the softball game, the soccer game, yeah. the cheerleader competition. Who the, to go where and who's dropping and picking up or whatever. Yeah. Then what do you talk about? Yeah. Now you got to figure out what to talk about again. Um, and people who don't want to do that just start over or there's too much water under the bridge that they don't want to clear mm-hmm. up or whatever the issue is. And he and I were saying last night, we have to start doing that now yeah. so that when they leave, it's not like this big void that we can have something built now. Like we plan adult trips like when we we're going to Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. We should start doing that now regularly yeah. with all our friends so that. Uh, this sounds pathetic, and I don't mean it to be pathetic. My whole life has not been my children. It hasn't. Right. And yours hasn't either. Right. But I'm privileged enough to have been able to be highly involved in yeah. their life. They're a huge part of it. Yes, and I am grateful for that. And I think their ability to launch is amazing. So... I don't want anybody to think I'm this pathetic person who just lives completely for my children. That's not true. Right. But I love my kids and I've been very involved in raising them, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. But when that leaves, that's, that's a lot of involvement that's just gone. It's like when we were at elementary school and we were volunteering all the time and I enjoyed every single minute of it. And as soon as that was over, there was a void. Yeah. Go, well, wait, I'm supposed to be like meeting about something. I have no meeting. Right. (laughs) Or like even just seeing those people that you always saw. Yes. You know, it was kind of like leaving college a little bit. Like you saw certain people every single day. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I haven't seen them in like six months. My social life has been. It's very different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. We were. And I think that's going to happen again. It's going to happen. It has to. Yeah. So then what do you do for your social life? Right. Because it's effortless to go to a, I mean, our high school has. Uh, trivia night has a gala uh-huh. has a fundraiser here has a barbecue for lunch there's plenty of social opportunities now they're gonna be gone right so i don't know what are you thinking yeah. about your empty nest time with steven i don't know i think actually we had a really good um sort of introduction when he came home during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Like we had a tough adjustment, him mm-hmm. being home all the time, because that's not how I function. Like he is very much like, I need to be with you all of the time together, whatever. And I don't, I, that's not how I work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need space. Um, so it's been really, I think, helpful mm-hmm. that we've had sort of this time to start getting re not reacquainted. Cause that sounds like we never connected, but that's not true. But you know what I mean? But just sort of live together in that space again. Cause I feel like that's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, that is going to change significantly. So we've had that introduction and it was, you know, tricky mm-hmm. figuring all of that out again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know. Hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, it will be okay. It'll it be, okay. be okay. Yes, of course it'll be okay, but it'll definitely still be an adjustment. Like the, you know, there are times now where like our kids are gone and we're like, wow, what do we do today? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, wait, do we not have plans tonight? What's happening? What should we do? You know, yeah. um, you know, because now that they're older, that does happen. Yeah. They both have their own social lives. They're out doing their thing. And you're like, oh, guess it's you and me. <laughs> yes. We've had that you know? a lot happening. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, we don't have anything. Do we sit around like old people and watch TV? Right. Like, that's all we do. Surely we're more exciting <laughs> slash dynamic slash interesting than that. Right. But we're tired. Right. <laughs> but then again, is that so bad? No, it's I not so know. bad. It's not so bad. But... but yeah, it feels very strange. It's doesn't very it? weird. Yeah. yeah, it's very weird. As I get older, I start leaving, and you start looking. I said to Bert, "We have to look at." I said to him, "Before you know, he works twelve months a year." Yeah, and this year, for the first year ever, I kind of put my foot down and said, "I want you to not tour in two months of the year. I need you to give these two months to your your daughter's leaving, mm-hmm. maybe forever." So let's take two months off in the summer mm-hmm. and really enjoy each other's company, not in a suffocating, I must hold on to you yes. way, just be home. So that as she ebbs and flows out of the house with her social life, you're here. Yeah. Now you can still podcast, do, do all, just no touring. So as we start approaching that time, I said to him, I think this is going to be what I need going forward. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need chunks of time when you're home because I don't have two kids at home keeping me busy. Right. So I've been a single mom now for 18 years. That is a lot of work all by yourself. Yeah. That is a lot of bandwidth that's going to be completely gone. And so not that I need Bert to fulfill my life or whatever, but the the absence is going to be so very strong yeah. that I'm going to need to know for a certain amount of time, I have a teammate. So my teammates have been George and Isla. Right. Well, I'm losing all my teammates. <laughs> he's got all the guys he tours with. He's got all, he's got teammates all day long, but I don't. So I do I have you I have Sandy, yeah. I have Lynn, I have, ten, I have teammates, yeah. but it's not the same. It's, right. It's not the same as when we were in elementary school and Sandy and I would be each other's date. Yes. That was fun. But now I'm starting to go, it's still fun. I'd still be Sandy's date. But I would also like to have my date sometimes. And I haven't really felt that way until recently. And I think it is because they're leaving. Uh And and I'm like, wait, I deserve to be taken care of a little bit too. Yeah, I've spent this whole time taking care of everybody else. But I, I deserve to say, hey, work from home. Right. Work from home July and December. How about that? You don't have to do two in a row. How about give me July yeah. and December? That's it. And then work around the rest of the time. So <laughs> he was really opposed to that for a long time. And I finally said, I don't ever ask for anything. Mm-hmm. I, I never say no to any jobs. I never put a, a hold on anything ever. And I'm asking for this. Right. So I'm going to need you to give it to me. My phone is still ringing. <laughs> Can you see this works? I, I wonder what's going on. I don't know. Something's happening. <laughs> and the zeitgeist. Maybe. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. 
So what do you think? I don't know how to, I don't know what I, I just lost my train of thought. Mm -hmm. Stupid phone. If you, Lily leaves. Mm -hmm. Steven is at work, but he's still going to be working from home, you think? Yeah. Yeah, forever. What are you going to do with your days? I don't know. That is a really good question. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to do? I don't know. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, Scrapbook? <laughs> oh, no. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. <laughs> thousand percent that will not be happening <laughs> can you imagine no not at all some people love it and i think it's I, and amazing that's great and, and they're look so at their good at it right and it's you amazing. go oh my god yeah. this is a piece of art <laughs> yeah and i cannot do no that. i can't do it i can't no. crochet nope no. i can't do any of that that's also art that yeah what do you think you're gonna no. do Kath? i don't know i need to figure out what i'm gonna do and uh, yeah i i don't know like i have a really hard time envisioning the fact that I'm going to have that much time. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know. I'm like, I really, I'm feeling very lost and uninspired. And I think that's the problem mm. is I'm not super inspired to do anything. And I don't know what that's about. Hmm. Um, what is that about? You tell me. <laughs> what is it about? I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, Steven actually, he's like, I don't get it because I've never been this way in my entire life. Like well, I have yeah, always I'm, worked doing something all of the time. Right. So now I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't. And there's nothing you're interested it's in. It's very weird. Like, you know, I'm interested in stuff, but like, do I want to do that all the time? I don't know. What like, are you interested in? I can't like. I don't want to say I can't get motivated, but I'm not sure that I'm motivated for anything, uh -huh. which is slightly discombobulating. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how to fix it, really. Hmm. So you're just going to be a trophy uh, wife. <laughs> you're just going to be a trophy wife. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You, are you motivated to be a trophy I wife? Do, I mean, <laughs> going to require a lot of Botox if that's the case. <laughs> like I'm in a little bit of trouble here. I don't think you need anything to be a trophy wife. I think your husband already no. thinks you're kind of a trophy wife. I need a like richer husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help you with that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's Isla's dream job. I asked her what she wanted to be. She has three choices. Uh -huh. Zookeeper. Yep. Interior designer or trophy wife. And I was like, does she know what a trophy wife is? That's what I asked her. I said, do you know what a trophy wife is? She said, yeah, somebody who marries a rich guy. And I went, um, well, usually trophy wives like look really good. And she goes, I look really good. I was like, okay. This new haircut has done wonders for her. Self-esteem, apparently. Go, go, girl. You go, girl. Trophy wife it up. I don't, I was like, I don't think you'd be happy as a trophy wife. She goes, why? I wouldn't have to work. I was like, because you get fulfillment from work. Like if you, the two other jobs you just said, you bring you so much fulfillment. Right. You would love to be a zookeeper and you would love to be an interior designer. Do you really think you would love just like making sure you look good? She was like, I think I would probably get used to it. Okay. I guess you got to have goals, right? right? Got to have goals. Are you going to college just to, just to hook a big fish? Uh -huh. Is that what we're doing? Okay. You would choose the right school, man. Exactly. You better go someplace that has big fish. I mean, that kid is just never dull. What do you want to study in school? Uh, how to become a trophy wife. That would be great. 
Thank you. I, can I sign up for those classes? <laughs> is it cotillion? What is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Uh, what are you majoring in? Trophy wife is it? <laughs> Stepford. <laughs> I don't know. She would never be a good trophy wife. She would never do what anybody asked her. There, there, there is that slight problem. Yeah, right? She would be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. No, no, no I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to. She got invited to she the- She could have a trophy husband. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, you're so funny. Um, so maybe that's your job, Kath. You'd just be a trophy wife. <laughs> Well, how do you I don't go think about? I could do that. Either, how do you go but... about figuring this out? I don't know. Like, I just keep waiting for like, I don't know, something to happen, or like, I'm waiting until the kids leave and then be like, okay, now you've like, Show maybe me it's like a procrastination see. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, push comes to shove. Like, now you're literally have nothing. Right. So right. Step it up. You're waiting to hit bottom. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, really. <laughs> Like, but I'm not really like, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I can't figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I feel lost hmm. in that regard. So, hmm. which is also very strange Yeah, to feel lost. Like that's not normal. No, so. it's not. You're a very achieving person, right? You yeah. achieve, you achieve a lot. You do a lot. So, but I also wonder if. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm not having really thought about it, but I wonder if like so much of that achievement has been sort of set up, right? Like throughout your whole life, Mm -hmm. right? Like you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a college degree, you get a second college degree, maybe, maybe not. Right. And then you get a job, blah, 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 all of this, like everything, there was a clear path. What is the path when Mm -hmm. you're 50 and an empty nester? Mm -hmm. Like, what is that path? Like there's no I don't, maybe that was the problem. It's like, I always had goals sort of set out and now it's like, I got to figure out what my own goal is. And mm. I don't, you know, I mean, I did obviously choose my own goals, but it was a little more clear cut, right? Well, yeah. And you were in a community and culture that were in the same place. Yeah. Doing the same thing. Exactly. So it makes it a lot easier when all of your peers are doing the same thing. I'm right. going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm yeah. going to be a social worker. You go, well, what am I going to be? I'm going to be this. Right. And when you're that young, you know, you don't know enough to know that some things suck and that you may start a path and realize halfway down it, you don't like the path. Now you got to start over and pick another path. And I think when you get to this age, you go, well, I don't want to do that. I'd like to pick the path and stay on it. Right. And well, I also think you know, like I chose the path of being a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. right? It was a very clear choice. It's 1000% what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I don't regret it at all. But now that that path has ended, like what is the next choice? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's hard to, like, I can't go back to the career I had before that no longer exists. It's not an option. Right. Mm -hmm. So where does that leave you? Like, do I just get like, do I work at Starbucks? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does it even involve working? Like, do I volunteer for someplace? Do I do whatever? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that looks like, but I, I do partially wonder if that is part of it, is that there's not a clear like, okay, this is what you do. Once you're done with motherhood, you start back in this world. You mm-hmm. start doing this, you know, because so much of what I did before is not available or relevant or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's hard too. I was thinking about this the other day. 
when you are like we are, I've stay at home mom, but I also work for Bert. I have this podcast. Um, but I run my own show. Mm-hmm. I don't have to show up to a boss. I don't have right. to, I don't have to, you're working at eight on Thursday. You know, I'm not working nine to five. Right. There's no rules. I make my own schedule, my own life, my own decisions. It's complete independence in a certain sense. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not complete independence. But in a certain way, I say how my day goes mm-hmm. to an extent. And when you start working, it doesn't work like that anymore. If right. you have clients, if you have, you know, if you sell real estate, you got shit to do. If you have a therapist, you have clients, you're beholden to yeah, structure that you were never bald into or you haven't been for a long haven't time. Haven't been for a long time, right? And that's not super fun. <laughs> you know, nobody goes, yeah, I'd like to lock in nine to five, five days a week after not having done that for 20 years. Right. It's a kind of a hard transition, I think, to go back into. Right. And even when you have a flexible, so to speak, schedule, I think it is hard to go back into committing yeah, your to time. something like that. Yeah, yeah, so. it's going to be interesting to see what you come up with, Kathy. It is going to be interesting. We've been talking about this for a while. We have been talking about this for a while. And I think that's the problem. Like, I feel like I'm just stuck. Yeah. Right? Because it has been an ongoing thing where it's like, yeah. Well, there's no reason to change now. That's the truth. You could, but you don't have to. Why? What do you mean? Like, you could start your next chapter now. Yes. But ab- you don't have to. Absolutely. Right. You don't have to. No, I know, but you know, the longer you put off something, the harder it becomes, right? It's true. That is <laughs> so, true. you know, do I really need to hit bottom, so to speak, when you know they're both out of the house and I'm like literally don't know what to do? You You're know, just circling the dining room table, <laughs> <laughs> playing with a never ending puppy. <laughs> yes, right. I'll just get another one. <laughs> Becoming more and more depressed and thinner and thinner and thinner. Nobody can't even see you anymore. I get depressed and I get bigger and bigger and bigger. You get depressed, you get thinner and thinner and thinner. I always go to watch you and I go, she's super thin. She's got a lot of stress. I know what's happening. You see mine gets bigger. I take yours onto my body. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm really proud of your son. I'm looking forward to watching his path. Yeah. I am. It's going to be an interesting path. I am really looking forward yeah. to it. I think it's going to be so amazing to see him as an adult, who he's going to be, who he falls in love with, yeah. what he does for a living. I'm I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for Georgia too. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to, you know, when Georgia graduated and all of us went to dinner and all of us stood up and talked about her, uh, we got home that night with my dad and Sue and uh, Eric and Lynn, because they drove oh, us, yeah. drove Bert home. Um, and I said, I hope she realizes how lucky she is because Papa Jay has to come to this. Mm-hmm. But the six adults who came from the campers don't have to. They don't have to come. Right. They chose to, co- to come. And they chose to say something about you. And they chose to be invested in your life. You were a choice for them. Mm-hmm. As Max was a choice for us. Yeah. As we, all our kids are a choice for these families. It's such a huge gift to me mm-hmm. and to them. And I think they'll look back and realize how how really meaningful that is. That they've had these six adults for their entire childhood, basically. Yeah. Be invested in everything. Well, maybe not everything they do, but invested no, but in their most. life. Yeah. 
in the, I, you in know, Max are. just kept saying like, there's just so much love. There's yeah. just so much love. Like every time he got a letter or the cards or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? He's like, I just, I can't, there's just so much. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you not understand the impact you have on people? Yeah. So I think one of the really nice things, and hopefully, and I'm sure Georgia gets it too, that little bit of recognition, mm-hmm. you know, for them to understand that it is more than just your family. Like you have a very big extended family who very much loves you and wants you to be mm-hmm. successful in this world. Yeah. So yeah, I think they feel it. I think they do. And I think, yeah, I, th- I hope they do. I think they do. I think it's really cool what we have built. What yeah. our four families have built together is very special and very, um, very, very cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to see. I feel, I mean, I feel Max is my nephew. Yeah. He really is my <laughs> nephew. So uh-huh. I, I, as if my real nephew were graduating from high school and going into college, I'm just so proud of him. And I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> it's going to be an adventure. That's for sure. It's yeah, going to be for fun. both of them. Yeah. For Georgia both of too, them, you know, and you know, they have each other. Yeah. That, and I think in the last month or so, they've really connected with each he other. He got up yesterday, finally feeling good and he goes, mom, where do I buy? Like, what did he call it? Oh my God. Gift flowers. I was like, what? He goes, I got to go bring Georgia flowers. I couldn't make it to her brunch. Aww. And I was like, oh, buddy. That's, so that's really sweet. sweet. And he's, I think he's dropping them off later today. That's very That was his plan. Sweet. But he was like, immediately, that was his thought. Like, I couldn't go to her graduation Aww. and I feel terrible. That was really sweet. And I was like, wow. Like, you're such an asshole sometimes. Something just went out. Yeah. You just lost a light bulb. Um, um, that's weird. That was really sweet. Yeah. And you know, in the reverse is... That one. I think it's that one. Yeah. The reverse is true for Max's brunch. Georgia was there forever. And uh-huh. I thought surely she was going to start being like, gotta go, gotta, gotta go, go, gotta go. She to never did that. Yeah. She stayed the whole time. She yeah. was so happy to be there. Yeah. And then you go, well, that's when you know they really understand who they are to each other. Yeah. You know, like, and it's not about us at that no. point. It's not about right? us. Right. It's no. not about us. It wasn't me saying, hey, you should do something for Georgia because you missed it. Like, yeah. that was not. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And so same with Georgia. She really, she wasn't with us at the beach. We came home from the beach to go to Max's thing. She was home. Oh, and she texted right. me over and over again. What time is it again? Uh-huh. What time is the brunch start again? What time oh, yeah, is she it showed for up Max? Without you guys, I forgot. Yeah. Yep, she did because she, yeah. but she never does that. <laughs> never does that. Right. She wanted to make sure she didn't miss it. Make sure she was there. And that's really great. They're really yeah. lucky. I hope they know they can talk to each other. I hope so. I really hope so. So if Max is struggling. Max, anyway, I mean. He can call Georgia and go, I'm struggling. Yeah. And Georgia can do the same with Max because they're so, they don't share any friends. Yeah. They don't have any shared friends. So it's very safe. Right. I would imagine. Right. It's, she's not going to call any of his friends and go, can you believe Max? Yeah. Doesn't know anybody, you know, right. she doesn't know them. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm going to point that out to Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make her think about it. Put it in the forefront of their brain. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes I think they forget those things. Yeah. You have a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> at a different school. I know he's not your real cousin, but he's pretty much. But close pretty enough. Much, pretty much. Yeah. So rely, rely. I mean, seriously, uh, my children only have like cousins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like their real cousins are not, they're halfway across the country. Yeah, totally. You know, like they're not this, 
I don't want to say they're not the same, but like they didn't grow up with them. Yeah, totally. They don't have those same shared experiences. They have some, certainly, but. Yeah, not like this group. It's not like this group. No, not It is like not like when I grew up and my cousins lived three doors down. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like your whole family is next door. Yeah, same right? with me. That's what this is, which yes. I'm so grateful they have. Me too. It's really cool. We did a good job. We did do a good job. We did. It also were the origin story. We started <laughs> yes, Girl Scout We are too. the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for talking about this today. I appreciate yeah, it. It's always course. nice to talk to you. So that's the first time we've had a podcast since you and Stephen were on that wasn't a book club. Oh, yeah. So I got to come up with more things to talk about that's not a book club. <laughs> Like what you're going to do. What am I going to do with my life? It's going to be a very boring podcast. Once you. a month. What are we doing with right. Kathy's life on Wife of the Party? Let's plan it. It'll be like a saga. Exactly. The never ending saga. <laughs> well, we got two more That's years boring. to figure it out, right? Two more years. Well, thank you. Yes, of course. My yeah. pleasure. I'm glad we got to chat. Me too. I think that we should get